The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to a Friday edition of Seven Minutes of Saints. Uh, This one's free, Andrew, because we're talking about a huge Saints topic uh, that I'm excited about. Why haven't the Saints traded for Antonio Brown yet? (laughs) Yeah, so you you may defer for me. I know some Saints fans do, and and I get the whole YOLO, all in, do what you can to win. But to me, the Antonio Brown just comes from a system. I I know they weren't good this year, but I think it's naive to, to think that you know, the Saints are immune from going seven and nine ever again, you know. Um and, and I think it's naive to think that uh they that he can't be a problem even if they're winning. Um, you know, and I think you think about what he's getting paid and what he wants to get paid and what's gonna make him happy and uh what that does to Michael Thomas, what it does to the Saints locker room. I mean, he is the epitome of a selfish player. And I want no part. I don't. I do not care I, how good he is. It I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I was too busy looking at 136, 106, 104, and 101. That's his reception total and the YouTube highlights. God damn it, Jude! You are a liar. Because if the Saints trade for him when this podcast is done, you'll be all in by six o'clock tonight. And that's why I can't. I can't. I can't do this song and dance of, oh, the locker room, oh, this. Dude, if the Saints make this move, we'll be all in in five seconds. I have my Antonio Brown number 84 jersey. I have it in the queue on NFL.com. Why are you ruining this with facts? I mean, I'm not reasons. always right. I, I've, there, you know, I've, I've, I've made plenty of examples of mistakes that I've made in predictions, but, you know, one thing I said about Junior Gillette was, this guy is not the kind of guy you want to commit to long term, and I nailed that one. And and I just think again, it goes back to guys that demonstrate that they've got. He, I mean, he, you just watch his interviews. You watch the way you know he takes his selfies, his Instagram, his social media stuff. Like he is all about himself. He loves himself. I mean, he is an egomaniac. Uh, and again, he's a good player, but I don't even really think Breeze can maximize what he offers on the field right now. You know, what Breeze needs more than anything is guys that can get open quickly. Now, he can do that in space, but, like, he's also a field stretcher. He's a guy where, you know, I don't I don't think he realizes how beneficial it was to have Ben, Roethlis as, ben Roethlisberger as a quarterback, a guy who extends plays, a guy who gets out of the pocket, a guy who holds onto the ball a long time, has a huge arm. None of those things are Drew Breeze. Drew Brees is all about reps in practice, all about timing. This is not the kind of receiver that spends extra hours at practice making sure that he's got his timing square with the quarterback. So, um, you know, when you look at Michael Thomas, another guy who might be a little full of himself and might be money hungry at some point, but there's a clear difference to me in that he wants to be the best and he's going to work as hard as possible to get there. 
And Antonio Brown feels like he's already arrived. Well, in all seriousness, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, it's not that he doesn't work hard. I read an interesting piece about him on ESPN. His thing is, like, he works his ass off, but his attitude is, I work my ass off, so, like, showing up to this meeting on time and other things is optional because I work my ass off and I catch 100 balls a year for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Shut the fuck up. That's what I do. Leave me alone, which isn't the best attitude to have if if the Saints regress a little bit and they're, like, 9-5 and five and fighting their ass off for a playoff spot. Don't want the dude who's going to blow off meetings and maybe, maybe not fight. Like, like this, this, yeah, because the Steelers, that, that then that influences young players like Kamara and Lattimore and Thomas. Yeah. And well, either they get pissed or they get influenced. Like, well, if he's not trying, he's getting paid twice here, as much as I am. Here, why should I? Here's the thing, too. Like, Pittsburgh is not a dysfunctional organization. They're, like, maybe the most stable organization in the NFL the past 40 years. Like, they haven't won as much as New England, but they've had three coaches since 1970. Like, they are the most stable organization there is, and the Steelers got so fed up with him. In a game, they had to win to have any chance of making the playoffs. In the season finale, they're like, Antonio, you're not playing. Like, that's how much he drove them fucking insane. I mean, can you imagine the team? Like, they needed to win to make the playoffs. They're granted they needed Baltimore to lose, but they had to have that game, and they were like, our best player, we're done with you. You're not playing. Like, think of think of that and process that as you or me wanting Antonio Brown to think. You know, the other thing is Antonio Brown is one of those guys that well, he wants the limelight. He wants to be talked about. He wants the highlight reel. And he thinks offense is the ultimate leave your ego at the door type of offense. Now, I know that they kind of went heavy in usage with Michael Thomas this year, but they don't want to be that way. They want to spread the ball around. They want to take advantage of mismatches and incorporate other players. And so I I just, again, I just, there are so many reasons why I don't think this is a good fit. And add like the fact that Sean Payton would absolutely hate him. And like all these reports about, you know, the, the pro football talk report about Sean Payton, would he, would he go to Dallas after Breeze retires? Well, this having to put up with a guy like Antonio Brown would be the perfect way for him to be like, fuck this. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I mean, the thing is on on one level, you think of it as like the Saints are big call in for the Super Bowl. They, they, their offense was struggling the last six weeks. They need Drew Brees doesn't have anymore. They need, they need to get him weapons and all this. But here's the thing about Antonio Brown. And then we can get to what, what they need to do and what they don't. Here's the thing about him. He wants to win. But he's one of these dudes, he wants to win how he wants to win, meaning he's not going to be cool if the Saints are 14-2 and two and he's catching 85 balls for 1,100 yards. Like, he's not going to be cool with it. And I know people on Twitter are like, he'll be spoiled if they win. He won't be. Like, there's, I know it's hard for fans to believe, but there's a lot of players in the NFL, yeah, they want to win, but they want to win their way, making the money. And some things they value more important than winning. Like, and Antonio Brown, clearly he's a dude. He wants his 160 targets. He wants his 1,300 yards, and he wants his 100 catches. And if he doesn't get them, he's going to pout. He's going to be passive-aggressive on social media. Like, that's going to come. And 
And the odds are, like you said before, he's not going to catch 115 balls of the same. You know, this is the twilight of Sean Payton and Drew Brees' career. And I know, I know we want him to win. They want to win. But I just don't feel like we want to make things miserable for them in the locker room, you know, having to work with a guy like this. So, you know, again, he's a great talent, but I just think you have to be careful. And, and, and listen, the finances of it, you know, you're going to be saddled with this guy's contract and his attitude after. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Breeze leaves, you know, and Breeze is maybe only here for one more year. And, you know, as, as his cap number continues to inflate, the Saints aren't set up to absorb it. They're going to have to pay Camara. They're going to have to pay Thomas. They're going to have to pay Lattimore. How are those guys going to feel if they're not getting paid top dollar when the Saints are willing to pay that for Antonio Brown? I, I yeah. just don't see it. Yeah, and here's here's the one thing. Here's the one caveat I will say, and I don't think they're going to go for Antonio Brown. I really don't because one, I just don't. I think Junior Gallette has has sort of soured the Saints on like dudes that are hand grenades and putting them in the locker room and pulling the pin and hoping for the best. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that they won't bring guys like that in. It's that it's going to have to be at a reasonable investment. Yeah. In other words, well, a that, one year to prove it yourself deal. Yeah. Like, like to me, like, like, you know, we could argue about like Indomitian Sue. I think if his price drops, he's in play for the saints even more so because they need a dude that can fill for rankings. Right. So in Dominican Sue, if his price would drop, I think he could be a play. But that's my thing with Antonio Brown. The only way I think the Saints would be seriously in play is if his market, the bottom falls out. And here's the thing, Andrew. I think there's like a 30%, 40% chance that his, that his market will bottom out. Because, look, he's 31. We, we just documented all the ways that he's a head case, right? And he just had a domestic incident with the wife of – or, or the mother of his his child, right? So that makes his that makes his value plummet. Plus, uh, teams, you know, like will they want to absorb the eighteen million? So I think there's a there's a decent chance that his return 
is not going to be that high. So if he if he gets to where like the Saints could do like a pick swap with Pittsburgh, where they're like, hey Pittsburgh, you give us your third and we'll give you our our second or something like that, and his market is ridiculously low, then it becomes there's a chance. But unless that happens, Antonio Brown, he's not he's not happening. Not for the Saints, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. At least I hope not. <clears throat> but final is that. If they're not gonna, if they're not gonna go with Antonio Brown and do a Yolo trade for that, give me your prediction as of today that you you can change it. You'll change it a hundred times because since we do this every day. But who's your prediction for the Saints' first free agent move out the gate? I have a name that I'm gonna throw to you, and I'll explain it so you can think on it while I explain it. My name is Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay. He's a slot receiver. He plays in the division. And he killed the Saints in the season finale in 2017. That checks fucking every box for the Saints' opening free agent move the last couple of years. Remember, uh, last year they did Kirk Coleman before free agency. He had an interception against the Saints in the playoffs for Carolina. The year before, they did uh, A.J. Klein and Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn caught a touchdown against them. And A.J. Klein, he started against the Saints in a game. Keekley was out and had 10 tackles and a sack. I just think Adam Humphrey checks every goddamn box for the Saints for the offseason, and he's going to be the number one dude out of the gate. Three years, $21 million. Yeah, man. You know, Humphreys would be an interesting uh, signing, and you, know, you want you know, him and Cole Beasley, I think, fit, fit a similar profile, you know, where they're slot guys you can you know, get open pretty quickly. Uh, the thing I don't love about those two guys is they just don't have the size. I, you know, I, I, the quick squirt guys, um, you know, they already have that a little bit in Camara coming out of the backfield. So I, I yeah. would like, a, you know, maybe, a, you know, again, and we talked about tight end. We, and I don't know that there really is one in free agency. So with their second round pick, that might be where they draft it, where they draft a guy in a draft. It's pretty deep at that position. So I do think in the second round, they will be able to get a tight end um, that maybe fits the profile they're looking for. Um, but, you know, in terms of free agency, for me, I, I don't necessarily have a specific name, but it, I feel like coming out of this process, it's critical that they not only improve the offensive line, but improve the offensive line. Yeah. To me, it's all about the offensive line. I, I worry less about the playmakers, honestly, because if Breeze yeah. has time and if the running game is strong, like, Breeze can make it work with the Kirkwoods of the world and, and Dan Arnold and, you I'm not saying I want to rely on those guys, and obviously I want to upgrade over those playmakers, but I don't want to throw a bunch of money on Antonio Brown and just go nuclear with one playmaker. I would much rather get the offensive line back in place, whether that means replacing Andres Pete and getting that money to invest in someone else or getting him back. I know starting from left to right, all the way across the offensive line, the Saints are really solid, but... All five guys are, have injury concerns. Armstead is a huge injury concern. Keith has, has been banged up. Unger is getting older. Uh, Warford's been pretty healthy in his two years here. Uh, but Ramchek, you know, has been playing really banged up this past year. So, you know, hopefully all these guys can get healthy in the offseason. But I just think knowing our history, knowing those guys, you have to spend money. You've got to spend capital on backups to make sure – that you're solidified behind them if something happens. So, to me, the offseason, the combination of free agency and the draft 
it's actually less about playmakers. I think we think in our minds, like, oh, my God, they have to get a playmaker. And I believe they will get a mid-level guy like Adam Humphreys or, you know, or Cole Beasley. That's not the most exciting pickup, but it can work mm-hmm. as long as the offensive line stays solid. So, to me, this offseason is all about that. Yeah, and the offensive line becomes tricky because I, they, 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 not that they have to bargain bin shop, but they aren't going to be signing the front-line guys like a Trent Brown or whoever uh, at offensive line because they're not going to be adding a starter, right? They're going to be looking to add depth. So that fact, that makes scouting and different things, uh, talent evaluation even more, even, even more critical, right? Um, but I like that selection. It's going to be – when we talked about it earlier in the week, I think it's going to be really interesting what they do um, with Pete, and that will sort of signal where they're going with the offensive line. So, everybody, this yeah. episode is was free. If you want it full-time, $7 a month, do it. It's awesome. We'll talk to you Monday.